me to change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah, I remain the same, and you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, men make moves and suckers stand still, and as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerd DJ's Radio Network. Come on, man. Y'all already know, man. I only rock with legends. And today is absolutely no exception. We got MC, manager, promoter, overall just super dope motherfucker royalty in the building. How you doing, Queen? What's up, man? Doing good. That's what's up. That's what's up. How's the family? Everybody doing good, man. It's a pleasure to be sitting at the round table with a true boss such as yourself, too. Oh, man, I don't know about all that, man, but I appreciate you for for the sentiment. Nah, you being modest, because when I read that list you texted me, I said, whoa, okay, I need to be on time. I need to hurry up. I need to skedaddle. Skedaddle. that's probably 2%, to be honest. I just ain't had a time. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time, so, you know, I put in the work such as yourself i'm just very proud you. to see that though because i know it's not that easy to just move through this industry and when you establishing those type of relationships know you a good person you know? so i try to, to be. see that people are rocking with you and he just like the quality what i saw um just to give you a compliment when i did get because i didn't have much time with working the door right now when I did get a second to kind of peek in at one of your clips, I love the quality, the sound, and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just rock with dude. And then I saw Malcolm Jamal. I was like, all right, cool. He's bigger than Yeah, your, your, your uh, sound going in and out now, though. Somebody had called me. My bad. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, sometimes it, it, it yeah. will fuck it up when somebody calls you. Yeah, when I saw him, I'm like, shoot, I can't be acting too big to be on nobody's podcast if somebody that's got way more accomplishments than me is on here, you know? So it's a blessing to be sitting here talking with you. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, So you've been doing your thing for a long, long time. Yeah, I've been behind the scenes in the music industry um, over a decade now. And I've been doing event marketing and all of that for quite some time. I've been throwing parties. I'm from Virginia, so that's just kind of what we do. Yo, what's it? Have you ever threw a party that just did it didn't hit? Say that one more time for me. I'm sorry. Have you ever threw a party that just didn't hit? Oh yeah, what? <laughs> Millions of times. <laughs> times, man. Let me tell you about the first party I threw in Virginia. I paid the DJ, the host, the promoters. I paid everybody that's supposed to make me hot, right? I don't be messing with my own town because they did me so dirty, man. I threw the party. It was an all-white party called Mango. Walk up to the, the only person there is me, the owner, and the DJ. I don't even think Ooh. the DJ showed up, for real. To be honest, nobody I paid even showed up. John broke me, bro. The people are paid. I thought that they was going to promote my joint, have it women. Ah, nah, man, I learned the game early. I walked in like, for real? Spent my money on the building, everything, man. And oh. I was heartbroken. Yo, mo a lot of people would have quit after that. What, what made you keep going? 
you can't quit, man, because when you have failures, they're really lessons. When you go through situations, they prepare you for your next stage. So as a child, my mom raised us in the church, and I knew the word of God, and I believed in that faith of the mustard seed, just being honest. I knew to put God first, and I kept the system strong. I could accomplish all things. And the word is say, um, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. So I believe that for real. And I, I made so much happy. I would never quit on what I want to do because I know eventually you can't fail forever. Yo, so do you have your Wi Fi on? <laughs> it might be. Hold on. Because, like, because I can hear you. Where I, my car is at? I like, can hear I you clearly. I can hear you perfectly, but the visual is like really just frozen. Like it's going in. It's not frozen like completely still, but it's 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 like watching an old ass kung fu flick. Like you talking, <laughs> but, <laughs> but don't worry. I'm about to move to my patio, bro. Like it's funny. I got one of them energies in my family where I pretty much do everything. So I came outside from my business area. Because I know they're not going to leave me alone. But, you know, I tried to be in the car, but I think it's just a little bit too far from the Wi-Fi. So I'm going to come over here to the little patio or whatever, and I think it is just right. All right. So so you go from that failure. Which party can hit? Can you see me now? Yeah, I can I can see you now, and, and, okay, yeah. and it's been caught up with you, too. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so you go from that failure. How long did it take before your first party really just hit? Oh my God, years. <laughs> what? In Virginia, nobody was paying me for any of the party work I was doing for real. I was learning behind a lot of the big people that do all the concert tours and promo and everything. So they wasn't paying nothing. I would do all the work, bring all the people out, structure the teams, manage it, organize it. God bring everything to the table and still wouldn't get paid. So it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta in 2016 like 2017 that's when i learned how to really make money for party because the person i went into business with he had a million dollar club promo business so he was teaching me the game and i studied behind him for like two years just humble servant like one thing i want to tell anybody that's watching if you want to get somewhere and you find a person that will mentor you then you need to just humble yourself and learn from them Period. Don't try to outdo them. Just be humble and understand that they got the ball. They're going to pass you the rock eventually. That part, I, I, I'm... I'm... <laughs> if that ain't the mama look right there... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my dog. She think I'm playing. Come on. Yo, you know what? I will say that not everybody is going to pass you the rock. Some people want you to just keep working for them because they don't want to do the work themselves. And when they find somebody good or great at it, they feel like that person is going to be doing the same thing forever. And that's how shit like, get, that shit go haywire sometimes. One thing my mentor told me in the Atlanta area was, don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And at first I was like, what kind of Kung Fu-ish is you talking about? But then I thought about it later, like, 
yeah, you can hide your hands in a lot of pots, but if you don't master that recipe in that first pot, you can't jump to the next pot and the next pot and the next pot. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that recipe just right. Make sure that taste, that flavor, everything popping. And once you get that pot popping, then you go to the next pot. So what was the first thing you mastered? Rapping. When I, a lot of people don't know this, but I prayed for the ability to be able to freestyle. Because in VA, it was a lot of people around me that was real dope artists. And uh, I'm from the land of the legends. First of all, we got to put some stank on Virginia. Like, Virginia, if, if you just look at the list of people coming out of where I'm from, I done been, Missy Elliott used to go to my church. I've been in Pharrell studio as like one of the first studios that I wanted to go pay to record at. I've been in Timberland studio. Like, Pusha T is married to my godmom's cousin. I've actually sat down with Pusha T and had Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, whatever the case may be. Um, so well, it's a real thing about hip-hop in VA. You got to come with them bars. So we used to be rapping. We'll play this game called Catch the Word. We'd be in Cypher. And they used to be challenging me. And see, Virginia is right on that, that line with, like, New York and Jersey and Connecticut and all that northern stuff. Mm-hmm. You got the DMV, and you got all of us, like, moving and shaking together. So I had Jersey dudes coming to my crib for, like, little BYOB studio link-ups, and they'll be challenging me to do, like, catch word freestyles and stuff like that. So now I can freestyle to the point where any word you say, I can catch it, tell the story, whatever. Like, I, there's no word you throw at me that's really going to stop me. So why you stop? I didn't stop. I just... Coming out of Virginia, nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to give you a hand up or a leg up. So what I did was I started traveling to different states, different countries, grabbing every piece that I needed. I didn't stop doing music. That's why I'm opening up on the Jockey's World Tour on September 29th in New Orleans. I have performed all across the states, all across the globe. And actually, I'm much smarter than a lot of these people doing music because I ain't even dropped a project and I'm already making 10K a show. I went to college for business management. You, you, your, your audio is killing you because you dropped a gym after gym after gym. <laughs> See, like right now, when you sit still, and I know it's difficult, but when you sit still, it's a crisp ass audio, and people need to hear what the fuck you're saying because you talk. Okay, that talk. okay. I wish I had my stabilizer out here. I'll set the thing up, but um, go get it, man. I'm moving between houses right now. I'm closing on a home right oh, now. Okay. I'm like, I'm a little bit all over the place. I apologize. But what I was, you can hear me clear now? Yeah, right? I can hear you clear now. What I said is I went to college for business management and marketing. So I learned that the music business is not about music. Unfortunately, no. it's a business. So what I did was I implanted myself in all the places that you should be in if you want to blow up your music career. I have only like four music videos out. I only got like 10 songs out. But I'm already making 10K a show off my own name without a cosign, a manager, a label, an investor, or none of that. I am the label. I pack out all the shows for the major celebrities. I'm doing shows with Day Day, Trouble, Key, Schooly. Them type of folks, I'm packing out the building for them, making the people sing their song. So people already know who I am musically in real life. You know, what I was I'm saying? wondering how, like, as far as the, the this wave of, of hip hop, you plug the fuck in, and I'm wondering, like, how? I'm gonna just tell you how. Like I said, I went to college for business management and marketing. It's only three things that it takes to be successful in business. So once I went to Atlanta, and mm. I was behind the scenes on all those different businesses, 
I realized this is all just smoke and mirrors and sales tactic plays. And the reason why people can't make it with a lot of these folks because you're not at the bottom of the pole when they built the pyramid. All these are is pyramid schemes and pyramid structures. And only I can identify this at high level because I got the knowledge and skills to do so. You know what I'm saying? So they should have never let me in the room, to be honest. I pretty much infiltrated every major connection in the industry you could think of. And because I put God first, literally every person that I prayed to meet, I met. So my best advice to anybody wanting to make it is put God first. Really be honest about your relationship with God and what you do in this world. Do right by people and them doors will fly open for you. You don't got to sell your soul. You don't got to prostitute. You don't got to do nothing weird. You ain't got to join no gang. Like, that's my message to the world. You ain't got to sell sex, drugs, dope, hope, soap, none of that. All you got to do is put God first. Study that word of God. Keep God close to your heart and make right decisions and do right by people. And literally everything that I prayed for is here. Everybody that I prayed to meet is here. I'm marketing my events by myself because I'm the top marketer in the East Coast. So I could pack out all my own shows. I could pay myself. That's what makes me so valuable in the industry. You want to know the realty? The reason why I got all these relationships in the industry is because a lot of these folks is broke behind the scenes. They need me to put revenue in their pockets. So they call me to come sell their stuff for them, market their stuff for them. After a while, I start realizing I'm the most powerful person in the world. Then I learned how to trade stocks. Cryptocurrency, day trade, Forex, and I'm actually getting my school accredited as a college. I have another company. So I own two of my own companies. I haven't had a job since like 2018. I'm a different breed. I pay myself. I sign my own checks. I have employees. I got people that I pay and I help them through life. You feel me? On my back. So very different over here. We we, we need to hire you to market my shit. I'm down. Contract, paperwork, really. But, like, I don't think I can afford you, to be quite honest, though. No, nah, that's that's that. See, yeah, that's what's wrong with people That's what's wrong with people in the industry. They don't know how to make relationships. You see how you text me? You say, yo, um, you didn't know about my show? And I'm like, I didn't know that at all, actually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but you got to stay humble. I'm humble enough. So... Anybody can afford working with me if the business is right. That's why you got to have paperwork. You got to have contracts. You got to understand things. If you can't pay a person up front, you need to be able to pay them on the back end in paperwork. Anybody mm. can afford doing business with me if the business makes sense. You feel? Mm. And you know, the crazy part is, like, I- I've been doing it so long that some of the people that I do know is very plugged in. It's difficult for them. Like, uh, th- it's become so shallow, though, that. Because I don't have like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, certain people won't come on the show. You want to know though, what's bad? What's that? They need you more than you need them. You would think so. No, nah, that's the facts. And see, this is why a lot of people' career end up in the toilet. They don't know how to establish relationships and humble themselves and meet new people. You never know who you're meeting. I had no idea that you had all those credits. And, uh, and like accomplishments for your podcast when I spoke to you. All I needed to know was, is his podcast quality? Will it be a good look? That's it. It don't matter what you, how many followers, everybody faking followers and numbers anyway. Man, listen. <laughs> so you might be trying to work with the dude with the 100K on his podcast, not knowing he got a robot feeding fake streams, and you putting money in his pocket with no value. I'm a real one in this industry. 
I know value. I know that people bring you longevity in business. So for anybody listening that that don't understand business, business is through people. It's through relationships. I'm the plug because I take care of people. I pay people. I employ people. I hire people. I make sure they're happy. And they plug me into everything they can get their hands on. So okay. I will never be unplugged. As a, as a rapper, where does talent fall? Man, ain't no real rappers out here no more. I ain't going to lie to you. The game's so watered down. That's why I plan to change it. And I wanted to do this podcast so I could talk about some of the new ideas and concepts that I'm bringing to the table. But I actually got this event called Culture Shop, and I pay independent talent 50% of what they people pay to get into the venue. I'm the only mm. person in the music industry that's paying independent talent to perform with no contract, no manager, no taking your creative control, no selling your soul, no weird shit. Excuse me, I don't know if I can curse, but no weird stuff. No, you can curse. <laughs> that's why I my curse a lot. I believe that we was all kings and queens on this land, you know, from Egypt times and all that stuff. We supposed to be doing way more, especially as a black people. And until we line up together and come into unison, we can't restore this world back to a place of peace. In the Bible, it says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. This is no joke. So... Long story short, with music, yeah, you can have talent, but if you're not having your business together, you'll never make it nowhere. You could be Michael Jackson in the flesh. Like, it's probably way more talented people than me, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. But this is a business. It's not about talent. It ain't about music or none of that, unfortunately. So because people don't understand business, they don't realize to be the best rapper you have to know the market. You have to know how to network. You have to have relationships. That's it. You know what's crazy, man? Um, my boy, this is one of one of my boys. He passed away some years ago, but he's probably the best rapper that I ever personally met. And I've met some motherfuckers. Dude was just, but he didn't think he had to do any work. He just felt like uh, (laughs) exactly. He just felt like like I used to be like, bro, Puffy's not gonna come knock on the door, nigga. You want to know something though? What I realized in this new day and age, you don't need the label anymore. So I'm actually building a circuit that is the label. Me and my business partner is putting together more tours and shows than the label. I'm actually working with um, Nick Lavelle right now on the Sincerely for You tour with Jacquees. We're putting together four tours and shows and concerts. Like, when you look at the flyer, all the flyers say True Color Entertainment Presents. Because my friend, my business partner, organized the entire world tour for Jacquees. It don't say Cash Money Records Presents. It don't say Birdman Presents. And people are not paying attention to this. This is no shade this to Cash Money Birdman or none of that. This is just me stating you need a marketing team. You need someone that can get you those relationships and customers and responses. That's what I specialize in. PR work, marketing, brand strategies. I have that knowledge from school. So that's why I'm running laps around these rappers. And I'm talented, so it just makes it easier. I actually got talent. You can make it with no talent, though. That's even harder. That's why you got Ice J.J. Fish and Blueface. (laughs) Hey, man, Ice J.J. Fish is the GOAT, man. I, I, I hate that he quit. He's the GOAT at marketing. Everybody knows who he is. Yes. Yes. That's for, why the for, music for the is, worst is, talent. 
that's why the name is relevant. That's why the music is known because he knows how to put his name out there. And until that connects for people, till those two dots connect, that it doesn't matter about anything else. It literally matters about your network. If you can't do networking and you can't establish relationships with strangers, you're not going to make it in the industry at all. It's all built on affiliations and relationships. That's oh, so, so have you, you've worked with somebody, uh, actually, uh, Lil Key, right? He was signing Young Thug, right? Yeah, rest in peace. That's my dog, man. I was listening to some of his music, you know, earlier today. Dude, he was talented. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Keith got a good heart. So if, no matter what anybody may say about him, no matter what the, the stories may show, when I met Keith, um, and I'm actually got a really good relationship with Young Thug's cousin. His name is uh, Boo. When I met them on the set of Nameless, they didn't treat me like they were Hollywood. Like, you wouldn't have thought that he was just signed to Young Thug and taking off. Like, he let me come and perform on, like, be on stage with him during his performance at the opera. We walked in that thing 20 deep, all chicks. Like, everybody knew royalty going to come out with all the That's one thing I'm known for. I got all the chicks. Like, I'm cool with all the girls because we friends. <laughs> I'm really a girl. They be throwing people off because I'm a thud, but I'm a whole lady. Like, I got the baddest chickens in my coop, all right? Everybody know royalty coming out 20, 30 deep, all chicks, all bitches, all baddies, whatever you want to call it. So, um... Long story short, he showed me mad love. You know, uh, Thug Cousin Boo showed me mad love. They never acted like they was bigger or greater than. They didn't have a problem giving me their numbers. They didn't have a problem linking with me outside of the business. And I think that's why he took off so crazy because of the energy. When you're showing love and spreading love, it's going to come back. Yo, y'all going to be here next, uh, the tour. Are you, are you going to every stop on the tour? Where you located at? I'm in Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. Why would you do this to me? I really want to come back to Cleveland, too. I went to Cleveland, man. You, you'll see a clip on my page. I performed at Cleveland Improv because Lil' JJ kept saying, who could rap? Who could rap? I got tired of hearing him say that shit. I'm in my phone texting. I looked up. I said, well, how do you keep asking us if somebody could rap? Because, you know, I've never been to Wildin' Out. I didn't realize that it's, like, straight improv. My crazy slow tail. I'm like, bruh, somebody in here better get up and rap for I do. So he like, come on then. He said, he ain't say shit, but the word, what the fuck? I go up on stage and kill his ass, boy. What? <laughs> Eat his ass up, Virginia style. Chew him up, spit him out, boy. What? You can see him in the video. He like, mm. he got the nasty face. Like, he's nasty. <laughs> now I'm locked in with little JJ and everything. But my Ohio trip, we went. I went two years ago. Took my first birthday. We went to House of Blues VIP, Tiana Taylor. Then we went. I see Wildin' Out tickets. I'm like, let's just go to Wildin' Out, whatever. It'll probably be fun. I was taking my team at my investment company, and I end up getting up there and dropping that shit. Sitting, like, it feels crazy. It's um, pinned on my page on my IG, too. Now, me and JJ, we follow each other, and I'm cool with the dude that be putting them little shows together. But I would, I, it's funny. I was thinking about coming to the Cleveland, Ohio location because it's a location that I can drive to. And y'all be holding back on the stank in Cleveland, bro. Y'all slick. Y'all had me think it was a farm town out there, bitch. Ain't no farm town in Cleveland, man. I pull up on the block, see the, all the bright lights, Broadway, da -da -da. I'm like, what? Just like New York fixed with Atlanta, where the farms and the little dust balls at? What oh, no. Nah. Holding out for? <laughs> no, nah, it ain't no farm shit here. So not. 
And you know what? A lot of Cleveland people told My bad. My phone be rocking, man. I'm sorry. But um, okay. a lot good. of Cleveland people was like, yo, we don't like to tell people it's hot out here because we're trying to keep the cost of living down. I'm like, man. y'all, know y'all wrong because I would have been moved here. Yeah. Like like Ohio is top five, uh, the lowest cost of living. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why y'all holding back. Y'all don't want us to know in the world how popping it is out there because then that cost of living going boom. I'm not originally from here, but when I moved here, I'm like, yo, this shit is, yeah, you know, like like for what, I, what we paid now for a huge house, oh my God, if I was in, 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 in Jersey, probably five bands a month. Oh, yeah. That's why they don't like for people to know that it's so lit out there because they know everybody going to come there. And I thought that was so funny when they told me that. I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Hey, yo, y'all got party. <laughs> y'all got party at four on the tour, and I fucks with party heavy. Who, you know what's funny? Uh, I hope this man don't get mad at me when I meet him. But, like, who is that? Because he's going crazy. He's yeah. going crazy. Yo, like, and I haven't I, met him yet. I'm like, who is Party at Four? I've seen it all over the board. I interviewed oh. him a, a while back because uh, uh, I, I know his 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 label um, got a chance to meet his manager, um, at least one of them. Um, so, and my guy, the playmaker, you know, do, does his marketing and shit, promotes him, and that's how he, you know, you know, hit between him and Tony O'Neill. That's how that's how he, that's how he got where he's at. Out, but the dude, talent wise, like he's just scratching the fucking surface. Cause he sent me probably like fifteen songs that nobody. Is he heard. a singer? He's everything. He raps. He sings. The whole nine. Yeah, cause um, he's he's uh one of the marketing teams. Like I'm, I'm one of the marketing teams hired for this tour. That's how much leverage I have for real. Mm-hmm. I'm bigger. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm bigger than a lot of these big rappers. Like. The whole world just ain't heard of me yet. But I got more motion than a lot of these people. Putting together more shows, shows, tours, all of that. Like, people's managers and labels is calling me. And I have nobody. It's just me and God. You feel me? But I seen dude, his marketing team is covering a lot of ground. And I'm like, okay. He going crazy. Yeah. And they they still do old school shit mixed with the new school shit. This tour is going to be crazy. Like, first of all, my boy Nick a genius. And I really have to put stank on him because... He's the most humble person that I've brushed shoulders with in Atlanta. And when I really looked at the scope of what he's built the last few years, I said, bruh, we both black. Tag me in. I want to help you build that vision. I don't care about no money. I don't care about none of that. I want to help you build that vision because I believe in it. And I always wanted to be a part of like a big independent touring circuit. And I actually was a part of one in Atlanta. We had this um, thing we used to do called Who Running ATL. I did them shows like every two weeks. We'll give away cash prizes every Friday. I mean, for two years, excuse me. Two whole years, every Friday, we gave away cash prizes every week to the independent talent. But I saw how depleted the independent talent was because these people is preying on independent artists and sucking their pockets dry. And that's Man. why music is dying. The independent artist has become a target because they're opportunists. We believe in the opportunity that we can make it. So I literally have created an entire independent artist circuit, and now I done band up with a conglomerate that's all verified, all hungry, off the leash, and I'm finna put the entire music industry out of business. So I ain't even gonna hold you. They probably gonna wanna assassinate me on some Martin Luther King shit, but I don't care, because it's time for real music to come back. It's time for real art to come back, and I'm gonna make sure these artists is getting paid and not played. 
And anybody that want to live that life, they need to holler at becoming royalty management because my company going stupid. Stupid. I done booked like almost 10 acts to have, open up on this tour with Jacquees. And I ain't even got what Jacquees got. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. I'm killing you. Killing the game. Have you met him? One time, if you look at my IGTV, it's a video when I was at Chris Brown pool party, uh, his birthday party in Atlanta. I was with 50 Cent, DJ Holiday. I ended up in a VIP section. It's a video clip on my um, IGTV under the series Celebrity Events. It's me, and then to the left is Jacquees, Dave East, Trey Songs, uh, Fabulous. Who else is right there? Oh, YFN Lucci. It's like everybody that you dreamed that you could be of. And I'm standing in the section with my hair not done, laughing and shit, talking, just right there. Because I'm one of them. I ain't even holding you. Like, I'm not a regular person. I'm one of them. I just, y'all don't know me yet. That's all. <laughs> like, for real. Y'all about to get to know me. Y'all going to smell me real hard this year. I'm telling you, watch. So this year, this year is the year that you that you taking over. The takeover been started. This the year y'all find out. <laughs> Got you. Good, because I, I really need you to go really ahead and make, make it known now. All sources. <coughs> I'm talking about different countries. Yo, what's, what does it take? Like, when okay, somebody hires you. I want you to put this play together, this tour. Like, walk me through the steps of how you put a tour together. Now, that's too much. Now, uh-uh. <laughs> Yo, sick ass, whoa! They want to know that they goddamn pay the fee. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess I guess asking how you get I somebody verified would be too like much a, too. Nah, yeah, I, I, man, whoa! What I do that as a company? It's three thousand dollars. Actually, I just increased my price to five thousand because now I could make somebody viral with real engagement. I I want to answer them questions. And maybe I'll just chat with you offline, but I can't say That's that right Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah, you, you send me what you need to send me, because we're going to have to, uh, if, if, if you can do that, yeah, hit me up. I, I've it's got not a if. thousand shits to, uh, <laughs> to it's, go It's viral. not if, it's done. Like, it's done. I literally am in a mass conglomerate of all independent talent from across the entire globe. Nigerians, Africans, Jamaicans. Is that the is that the the biggest untapped market, Africa? Oh, y'all sleeping on Nigeria and I go and all that. Yeah, please give me a second. Like, just talk to your mom. She got you. You're fine. You're fine. I promise. She's so mad at me. She won't be help her with the dance. I'm like, I'm doing the podcast. Bro. I can't right now. She's gonna beat me up. I'm gonna get beat up because of you by a seven year old. Don't, don't blame me. Don't don't put that on me. Hey, it ain't my fault. Okay, I I I I, I, I got enough shit going on. I don't need that energy too. <laughs> it's her fault because I said, why would you just tell me this right now today before you have to be there? Like, and normally I stop my whole day, but I actually got something important to do right now. So it's like I can't. And she got to learn. It's that lesson where you have to learn. You got to prepare. Everybody needs to know. Don't try to get ready when it's time. Get ready before. You know what? That's also some good advice for entrepreneurs. You got to have your business ducks in a row. You feel me? I'll give you a gem that'll answer them last couple questions. Google tells you everything. YouTube tells you everything. There's a tutorial <laughs> for everything. If you want to know how to do everything in the music industry, that's all I did. 
Google, YouTube tutorials. That's it. And I kept God first. Seriously. Everything I've accomplished in my career, I was borderline homeless. I ain't really had no money. If you watch the clip when I did the Boosie Project, I had on a Star Wars shirt and some Nike shorts and some busted flip-flops just making it shake. I was damn near homeless in Atlanta. Most of them people I met, I was damn near homeless. I was crashing parties, breaking into parties, taking what's mine on some Virginia shit. You feel me? So Bro, I can't what's really... Boosie like? What? Funny as hell. He on. Boosie was clowning my clothes the whole damn time. And you know what? You got to have tough skin in this industry because a lot of people would have quit when Boosie, Boosie was literally joking my shit, like, clowning me. He's like, why do she got that on? He literally told my models and my team he didn't even want me to come to none of the parties and stuff. But little did he, little did he know, though, I was, like, almost homeless. And he probably was in that same situation before one time in his life. So it just, I looked at him, and I'm like, Little do you know, I'm finna be bigger than you, dude. And I could have helped you because he ain't touring and he ain't doing no shows either. He ain't doing shows towards none of that. I could have literally joined his team, all of that, and really helped him take him there. But because I'm humble, I got a great relationship with Boosie Assistant. And I don't charge it to him. I just charge it to, like, his his area. I think people don't think about where Boosie is from. He's from Louisiana. He's probably very small-minded because that's a – a small town, you know? So it didn't really offend me. It was just like, grow up, Boosie. Like, grow up. You know what I'm saying? Boosie like that cousin. Like, what get away from me. Like, he's real loving, real sweet, real generous guy. That man got a big crib, too. Bowling alley, acres, everything. He really putting on his family and looking out for folks. But he just like that young dude that ain't really grow up yet. That's all. <laughs> I got a love-hate relationship with Boosie, even though I never met the man. Like, I, I love that part about him that he puts on for his family. I hate the the supreme glorification of the streets. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I could have been on a long time ago, just being real. But because I'm God's child and I don't rock with Satan's kids and I'm just leave it like that, I'm doing it by myself, 100%. I don't need to sign no contracts. I don't need no label, no manager, no investor, none of that. A lot of these people is praising these people because they've accomplished something, but you really need to look and read between the lines because a lot of these artists, artists are not really doing nothing. They ain't really making no money. They just look good online. Is it a benefit to signing to a major label? I'm biased on that. I I don't, I mean, I'm sure it is, but the way I see signing to a label is like a parent or a pimp. You only sign to a label if you need a bank loan or somebody to push you. And because I've acquired the skills that I have, I can fund my own company. I know how to day trade stocks. I literally turned $100 to ten grand in an hour on my phone, legally. No scamming, just knowing how to invest properly. So I don't need a label to give me funding. I can fund my own career. Well, I don't mean you per se, but just Joe Blow in Washington. I mean, if you sign to the right person, like, for example, Glorilla and Yo Gotti. Glorilla and Yo Gotti, right? Mm -hmm. Glorilla is from his area. He has a strong connection to his area, and he really is helping people, putting them in the right position. So that works for her. Okay. But then you got to look at Chief Keith. Chief Keith signed to Interscope Records. They advanced him $5 million, and he didn't even make 100 k his first year out on tour, so they dropped him. 
now he's indebted to them $5 million. And I don't want to know what it feels like to be indebted to somebody $5 million. They might hang me over a shark tank or, I don't know, put some shit in me. I don't know. So I don't want to do that. You feel me? But if you see, he ain't had no motion. Hmm. He ain't had no motion since being dropped. So that wasn't really beneficial for his career. Just being honest. Hmm. That didn't help him out. He literally haven't been able to release another record since that because everything you did, they own. And now you owe them money. So they're not going to fund you anymore. And you probably blew through it just being wild and hood. So Finito is what happened to his career. Hello? It's business. So what's the first thing you tell your artists once they become, uh, once you start managing them? Don't sign no paperwork until it's time. You don't need anybody. So I teach all of my talent how to do everything for themselves. I'm a self-made person. I sign my own checks. I do my own business. Don't nobody register my songs, my music, none of that. So everybody can't work with me because everybody might be lazy or not really want to work. Is that is that as big a problem on on the inside as it appears on the outside? By biggest problem, I mean laziness. Hello. My bad. I was trying. Oh no! Did you did you hear me though? Yeah, I heard exactly what you said. A lot okay. of people are lazy. That's the problem. That's why I, I wouldn't say that you need a label. Like, you need a distribution deal with a label. Okay. But you don't need the label. So that's why I was, like, explaining the setups. There's different setups. You, okay, look at the baby. The baby came to the table with all his bread, all his own motion, all his own ideas, on camera company, everything. He don't need nothing from the label but the distribution. So that conversation is different. Now you can leverage your own money. You don't owe them anything. They can't tell you what to do. And that's why the baby can drop project after project. After. He could do whatever he wants because mm -hmm. he owns his business under that company. Now, when you go to them and you need your handout, you need money, you need marketing, you need you need all this stuff, but you got the hardest music in the world. You're not going to get a good deal because I got to do everything for you. Everything. Legit mm. got to do everything for you. So what's the difference? Like, like when you say <coughs> distribution... Uh, break the, explain that for, for dummies like myself. Like, okay, so are you asking who does distribution? No, when you, let's say, okay, I got everything that you said the baby had. I go to somebody and I say, I just want distribution. What is that person actually doing for me? Oh, that's they're circulating your music through the stores. Like, and that's why you have distro companies like Distro Kid, United Masters, Spotify. Come here. Don't run after that truck. Come on. You got a lot of different distro companies where you can distribute your own music. So no, you don't need a label. I I I'm not biased on this conversation. I know that you don't need a label, actually. I it really just seems to me you don't really need distribution either, because you can get you all can those distribute it yourself. yourself. Right? Like, you see how I'm packing out shows? I, I can bring out 300 to 500 people to a show without leaving my front door. I can distribute my own music. And it made it very easy for people to just stream your music on the spot. So, no, you don't need a label. 
Okay, so you, you can do that in Atlanta because you're there. How do you uh, how, how how do you get people in a show in Gary, Indiana? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you killing me, Smalls. <laughs> they better. All right, now. I'm okay. I'm gonna just say it like this. I'm from Virginia. I moved to Atlanta. I knew nobody. I packed out all the shows. I moved mm -hmm. to South Carolina. I know nobody. I'm not from here. I just packed out two shows. My next one finna be in Charlotte. I think I know something. If you want to know how to do that, you might need to go to college for business management and marketing like I did. I attended Shaw University and Norfolk State University. I learned everything you need to know about marketing by learning marketing. So if you want to know how to pack out a show in a certain area, you either going to join my company or you're going to pay for me to teach you. It's one of the two. Okay, you traveled the globe. What's the dopest place you went to? Montego Bay, Jamaica. <laughs> so far. So far. What's Actually, the... it's a toss-up between Cancun and Montego Bay, Jamaica. It is a toss-up. I don't know. Between one of them two. Though. Where do you want to go that you haven't went so far? Like, what's the dream <laughs> Dubai? place? Dubai? <laughs> I'm ready. When y'all see me on that camel in Dubai, don't even look for me. Y'all will never meet me again. I swear to God. I don't care about no music, none of that. When I drop that picture on that camel in Dubai, you just just forget royalty. Just tell me this. See, I'm scared to fly. Me too. Get scared of But heights. I'm not scared to live, so that's the tough part. I'm scared to fly. But I gotta live. I gotta see the whole world before I go. I can't go in that dirt and I ain't I ain't see this whole world. So I got to go to I, Egypt I, and all that stuff. Exactly. That, that's the one place that I just feel like I need to see before I die is the pyramids in Egypt. Man, I got this tattoo on my arm. That's dope. That's why my that's... artist name is Royalty. That's why I got my dogs. Like, Yeah, where did you get that name from? So when I was in VA, I used to get my hair done by this lady named Empress. Shout out to Empress if you're still doing lots in VA. Um, I was sitting down in her chair one day telling her my dreams and goals and visions, and she told me I was a royalist. I didn't know what that meant as like a little young child. I was like, royalist? And she was like, you believe that, you know, everybody can be royal. You should make your artist name something like that. And I kind of toyed with it. I was like, royalist is mad corny. I'm not calling myself that. And then I just played with it, and I was like, royalty. And it's funny, in VA, we were so popping. We will always change our names and then make everybody call us different names. Like they used to call me Swagger Mac. Some people still do. And I just kept making up names with my friend. And then we could always make people just call us whatever the hell we want and they'll really do that shit. So I changed my name to Royalty when I wanted to be a better person. And I wanted to actually have a purpose in this world. And that's what my artist name is. I feel like we was all born kings and queens as black people. And if we unlock our inner power, and really, you know, align with God, we can utilize that skill to its full potential. And I'm a true testimony of that. I prayed for the skill to freestyle. God blessed me with that gift. I woke up the next day being able to freestyle without breathing. And I promised God that I would make sure that when I make it with music, everybody knows he's real. Dopest, dopest cypher you've been in? Um, I got a link on my YouTube for this cypher that I did. Um, it's like a, a remix to Drip with Cardi B. Mm -hmm. And like none of the people in the room knew that I could rap. Like most people don't really see me rap. They just know I be trying to be a rapper. So I'm like, we're going to play the beat. So I played the beat on, uh, beat on the speaker. And I made them just pick random words. 
I had the videographer catch it all. And literally all the energy that they gave was natural. It wasn't planned. It just played out like that. He went back and clipped the, edited the clip together and put the words on the bottom so people can know what they said. And it's literally on my YouTube. It's hard. It's fucking nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. The energy is just different. I watch that shit all the time. I just smile like, that's me. What the fuck? So when you when you dropping some more shit? I'm dropping all the time. <laughs> that's that's what led. Like when I perform in New Orleans, I'm just drop some shit. They don't even know. Like I have no music out. That's what's even crazier. I'm marketing my music in real life in people's faces. That's what made Fetty Wap have a hit record. He performed that song in every state, everywhere, until people sung that bitch everywhere. And then they put it on the radio, and people already knew the word. So if you want one gem on how to pop a fucking song off, there you go for free. Anything else you got to come to be, become royalty management, man. I mean, you got you you, you got to be gifted in actually performing that song to pull that off too. Oh yeah, but see, performing is energy, and that's why a lot of these records are not lasting because they have no soul. It's not really who they are. It's somebody making them regurgitate something or fabricate it, and that's why I don't write anymore. I freestyle everything. Most of my songs people hear, I'm freestyling them. There's no the A pause, let me write this down. None of that. It's if I feel the energy, I'm gonna make a hit on God. And most of my records that people love, they're just 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 creations. Like I just say whatever God wants me to say. I mean you can put my your soul into writing too. something down too though. You don't think? Oh yeah, I started out writing so my hardest records is written and then some of them is freestyle. I'm not gonna write no more though. I did like Lil Wayne did. He ripped the pages out of the book. And I'm gonna write. People be like, you need to go back to writing. I'm not. Because that's what I do now. This is me. <laughs> I'm going back. Um, I'm old enough to, 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 to see the greatness in both and the downside of both. Yeah, because there are pros and cons. Like, yeah. I'm probably gonna write freestyle low key. Because when you freestyle, your bars might not be as hard. So then you have to go back and change them up so they like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So I probably freestyle the whole joint and then go punch in and out and switch up like the words. Now, but I won't change the energy or like how I put it together. And see, that that's like a uh, that's 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 like a, a three car Molly of hip hop is what is is people will say. Well, I don't write anything down. Well, they'll they'll freestyle something. Take it home, dissect it, come back and change the parts that don't. You, that's writing it down without using the pen. You're not a real rapper if you can't freestyle. I ain't gonna hold you. That's what I learned when I watched. Um, I was like 17 or 18 years old, living in VA, and I seen this clip of Meek Mill artist Lil Snoop battling Deshaun Jackson's artist Retro in Ti Basement. And the dude Retro tried to use all writings. And uh, Snoop used all freestyle. And everybody was like, nah, because we got to go with the dude. That's freestyle. We could feel it. Like, they described the energy. They described how they could feel him just because he was freestyling. And literally that night, I went and prayed to God. Like, why are all these other rappers harder than me? How come he could freestyle and I can't? And I be trying all day. I was like, God, if, if you could just give me a sign. I know I could make it with music, then I'll keep going. And I woke up the next day, bro, being able to freestyle without breathing. I kid you not. Like, I can just go and go and go and go and go and go. 
And I just was like, no way. I tested it out for like weeks and months and months. After like a year, I was like, yeah, we good, God, we good. So who is your favorite MC? (coughs) Oh, Kendrick Lamar, Left Eye, and uh, Lauryn Hill. I've never heard anybody say Left Eye before. Because folks weren't really really listening to Left Eye, for real. Like, her words, her content, her spiritual makeup, like, that girl was blessed, for real. The story she was telling, the things that she was saying, and she had a very different style, so it was kind of twangy. At first, I was like, I don't know if I like that, but one day I heard, like, something so powerful that she said in that waterfall phone. And I just always was like, yo, left eye, hard. Hmm. I was very sad when she passed away. I'm going to have to, uh, now you're going to have to make me revisit some left eye verses. I, I, I always thought she was dope, but maybe I'm not appreciating her dopeness enough. <laughs> she nasty, bro. And she was very abstract. I love abstract art. Like, uh. I'm from VA, so Missy Elliott is clearly, like, one of my idols, somebody I look up to. And then I really like, like, Busta Rhymes and stuff. So, um, Left Eye, she just, she was so different. She really defied the odds on the music. She would put the cadence together in a way that most people wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? So, she just was different, for real. And then the sounds, like, if you listen to the sounds... When left eye was spitting, bro, she was no more tears, lonely cries. Oh yeah, like the way she was spitting, bro. Nah, she was she was really a art. She was art for real. She would act that joint out. She had the sound cadences, and I can't think of the actual words. But when you hear how she was cooking that music up, no way. Left eye, bro. People sleep on left eye. Oh God. Best group. Best group? Yep. What, like hip-hop or any genre? I would say hip-hop. I. Ooh, that's tough. I ain't gonna lie. I fell in love with Wu-Tang Clan recently. When I watched their story and how they was creating that music like that. That's kind of hard. I ain't gonna hold you. Especially being from New York. Um... Another group, I would say, oh, see, I'm going to kill y'all. I like the Fugees, for real, because I like Lauryn Hill. That job was nice. <laughs> that was a nice group, but <laughs> what? My oh. thing with both of those is that, for me, they only got one super dope album. But they still live on forever, so that's why I say they're the best. Yeah, but I... Like it's you see, I love how you just said that. They had one super dope album, but they still got TV shows and accolades, and they're legends. It's like people will Absolutely. never not talk about them folks. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Like, they business sense and stuff was crazy. It's crazy. So, I think when I pick, like, best group, I'm, I'm looking at crossing the board. Like, I don't think the Fuji's really had that many projects, but the what the type of music they did cook up and create, it's still classic hits to this day. Like, I still be ready or not. Like, that type of stuff, it's not going to die. No, it's not. It ain't dying. Like, their album is timeless. 
it's songs now that I done started deleting and they just came out like a year or two ago. I'm just tired of them. You know what I'm saying? This stuff ain't going to live on forever. Yeah, I don't hear much. And, and it's not my generation to define, but I don't hear much I was there type of music. Oh, you know who else is slept on? One of my favorite MCs of all time, Nas. Nas what? is not slept on. He is not. Slept He's on. a little too slept on for me. He is not slept on. He is. He is <laughs> perpetually in the top five conversation. That's not slept on. Nah, lately they've been pushing him back. They've been. They've been trying to slide his number. Man, they've been. They've been. <laughs> if anything, lately they've been overhyping him with the Hit Boy run. Nah, man. Nas, he he hard, son. When he, I'm gonna tell you that song, Rewind. When he rapped the story in reverse, come on, son. That man. Uh, for me, One Love is his best story song. Um, oh, that's man. just for me. Like he got so many of them crazy. though. He always yeah. telling great stories and depicting amazing pictures and you know painting real images. But when he spit that joint backwards. I that was fire. Story backwards and it started at the beginning. Or he started, no, he started at the ending of the story too. That was even crazier. Not only did he rap it backwards, but he rapped the picture of what happened backwards. Like, I don't think only a real lyricist could understand how much, you gotta how put difficult into that. that is, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. Come on, son. He Yo. made sure everything about that occurred in reverse, even to the point where. He told the picture of what occurred backwards. Like, you can't touch that, bro. Oh, Nas is definitely one of, one of the greatest MCs to ever do it. You know, and for Kendrick, like Kendrick's got like when when Kendrick makes when when he makes a hit, his shit is timeless. That one, and then the one joint that he got uh, was it Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. It's a like a, a toxic song with him and his girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on his to kill a to pimp a butterfly project. No, it wasn't on that one. Oh, I don't know. No, it was you on talking Mr. about the new one that just came out. The video. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's hard too. Like man, Kenny's hard, bro. Yo, I like that? when he was falling from that building, bro. Kenny goes crazy. Ash Not even crazy. that. Like humble when he came out with the whole orchestra with the choir shit. Man, come on. Kendra is like he visually. Lyrically, Crazy. has Crazy. never even took a break on the craft. Like he ain't never let up and did some lazy hip hop nothing. Like that man is lyrically a genius, a god in the flesh, bro. For I, real. I, I, I if I meet be. Kendra, I probably cry. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> I'm gonna cry real tears if I ever meet Kendra Lamar. Like for real. Uh, oh God. See. Who would that be for me? Um. Not even if. When I meet Kendrick, I'm going to cry. And he going to understand. And that's going to be my dog. <laughs> Got to claim what you want, for real. I'm trying to think, like, for me, probably, uh, I'm not going to cry for meeting no dude, but uh, LL, for me. But he slept on, too. I just told somebody that the other day. That's so crazy. I said, bro, they be sleeping on LL Cool J. That man had versatility. He had bars. He had real concepts. He'll tell a story. He'll switch up the energy. He'll act it out, put all of it into it. Like, stop playing. Yeah. That LL's. man was a real artist. Well, you know, but he, he, you know, he, he put in his real work so long ago 
that the kids of this generation don't know the greatness that is LL. Yeah, but I mean, that's why people like us gonna pay homage to them type of people because we know that's from our time and generation. So we got to introduce it to people. So sometimes I like when people reinvent old school classics. And sometimes I feel like if you wasn't going to do it all is justice, leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So what's next as far as tour wise you putting together? Anything you can tell us? My bad. I was like, damn, my house looks big as shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> wow. Like, I'm like, damn, I, I keep trying to move around my house because I don't want nobody to see my shit. <laughs> but, um, Damn. Okay, so with the tour, I got a new talent that I'm working with named Two Hendrix. They finna bust y'all head, so watch out. They from out of Dallas. And I'm thinking about managing them. I'm trying to see how they do on this tour. I got a couple of strong acts that's popping out to open up across the world. I got some in Santa Ana, um, Dallas, Macon. I got a girl going on a three-city tour, Philly, L.A., New York. So I want to see how everybody do at their shows. Cause I'm finna make my picks and chooses, and I'm finna take over and make these folks viral. I'm finna blow their career up with mine, so y'all can really see I'm Yo, really out here. I got somebody for you. Check, check out Juan J. Text me the stuff. I'll look at it. I got you. I show. And you know I'm hiring for my marketing team. Don't get the referring talent, cause you'll get a job messing with me. <laughs> I can use employed. some bread. <laughs> you'll get employed, cause I paid my team well now. And you I know what though? Be the podcast person because I got this event I'm finna do in Charlotte. They got a whole podcast section, and I've been trying to fill that spot actually. Oh well, hit me up, Mocha. But I'm one of those people. Like if I know somebody that does something that may benefit somebody else, I'm gonna plug y'all in whether that benefits me or not. You know, cause that <laughs> your dog that ran away. Yeah, that's exactly. I try not to. <laughs> and I don't want to walk over there because it's not going to disconnect, but whatever. My dog, friendly, she over there trying to play basketball with somebody. Come on, girl. Oh, you must have one of them little dogs. I got a little dog that act like a German Shepherd and oh, a pit that act like a damn Chihuahua. I, my Chihuahua passed away two years ago. Oh, that was my guy. Ah. Oh. So now we got a, a Labrador. Well, we had him at the same time, too, but he's getting a little older. But, man, he big as hell. You can't be letting him run around and shit. He, yeah, he'll fuck up something. A little dog, that's my emotional support animal. I love him. That's my baby. The big dog, I just be helping. Not with the big dog, but that's my baby, too. She's so friendly. Every time she see the neighbors, she go run up on the neighbors, jumping on them and all that. My animals, they got real good spirits. I don't train them to be vicious or none of that. Come on, big girl. Yeah, we definitely ain't train our dogs to be vicious or none of that. Mm. Although Max, the Chihuahua, was just naturally a vicious dog. At least oh, he yeah. thought My he was. He just sure. thought he was. The Chihuahua is just really thick. I didn't know really he was a Chihuahua, they... <laughs> and when I found out how they are, I wish I could give them back for real. Oh, my God, man. Chihuahuas think they with the shits. <laughs> mine is mine a gangster i actually came around the corner one day in my neighborhood and i seen him getting a german shepherd to get the food out the trash for him and i said you know what i'm scared of big dogs so i pull up on the corner i roll the window down and my dog named princeton you feel me i'm like princeton what the fuck is you doing 
I'm like, bro, you know what, bro? I'll see you at home. I'll just go home. Like, whatever. He seemed to got things under control. I can't mess with that big ass dog. I'm out. And I just went home. And first thing, he go roam the block. He run the streets. He lay the law down. Like, all my neighbors can't stand person either. They be taking pictures of him on the little Facebook little group. And he be on their porch like a little warrior and shit. Like, King Princeton. I be like, bro, you embarrassing. My chihuahua, don't get you no chihuahua, man. Anybody listening, stay away from him. He protect me. He really, he really hard for real. He really hard. He a thug. He a gangster. Big gangster. Princes will get you beat up. Yeah, I mean not princes, but chihuahuas. Yeah, everybody hate my dog. Yeah, a lot of people be like ready to kill him. I'll be happy to come save him. And then they start barking at dogs they shouldn't be barking at. Yeah, they pick. They start so many bees, bro. He's he's American. Like I remember, I remember our Chihuahua got our other dog kicked in the head by a deer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Then this little pit bull that talk, I got talking shit to this, this to this deer. Pit bull I got, bro. She's so sweet. She be running around just hugging up on everybody, and I'm like, so I got a little dog that's always tripping, and a big dog that's never tripping. Man, this dog be blowing me. <laughs> hey, I'm like, um, I have to teach her to bite people, and I got to teach him to chill out. It's annoying. I, I know you got a lot of shit to do. I'm not gonna hold you up too much longer. Uh, is there anything you want to say? How do matter of fact, how do people contact you if they want to uh, get your your management services, your marketing services, the whole nine? Oh, on my social media, which is um, all hell royalty on all platforms. It's A L L. H A I L, the word royalty with two Y's at the end. I got a text option on there, email, DM, all that. Anybody who want to learn. Anybody? I'm saying my business be going so crazy, my phone been ringing up. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) They're not going to stop calling me, but listen. Anybody who wants to do business and learn how to actually be successful in the music industry without all the scamming and games and everything, like with a quality person that got your best interest at heart, definitely tap in with me. I got plenty of opportunities, you know, whether you working with me directly or I just help to be a resource to something else that you might need. Reach out. I got you. For sure. No doubt, man. Um, this has been a, a very enjoyable conversation. I bet. I know you're going to be laughing later. Like, yeah, <laughs> that girl ain't never sit still. Boy, listen, I'm trying with you. I'm trying. Oh, uh, you know what? I understand the success. It ain't even the success. This is my normal life. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that, that, that you put that, that energy you got, you put it in the constructive shit. I appreciate that, man. And I'm very proud of you, too. Definitely, we're going to tap in because, like I said, I've been needing, like, a podcasting or broadcasting type of movement to add to what I got going on. And I got this video. I'm going to send you some videos of it. It's got a giant podcast setup on it. So I don't know if you can make it to Charlotte, but if you want to be a part of my next event, let's get this money, man. Yeah, I got a car. Let me know. Say no more. Text me. All right, I got you. I'll catch you later, man. Appreciate you for everything. Appreciate you too. You have a good one too. And tell the dogs I said well, though. Yeah, yeah. You have a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Have a good one. <laughs> All right.
Yo, that was very dope conversation. Very dope conversation with royalty. Um, y'all already know, man. Look her up. Uh, you need to tap in with some greatness. You need some some work done. Get some shit built it built for your your whatever it is you're doing, man. She got you. Um, this is Jobs, and this has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Y'all have a good one.